Hi there, welcome along to this podcast and it was great to have guitarist Kel Jenkins join us in our studios once again to reflect on a classic album. We step back to 1993, the album Ten Summoners Tales by the Incredible Sting. Do enjoy the album and don't forget, of course, to join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back to the show and it's that time of the week where we take a classic album and dissect it and <laughs> look at all the different aspects, how it was made, where it was made and hear um, some songs from it as well. And uh, we are joined by Kel, the uh, guitarist guitarist in town. How are you, Kel? All right. I'm good, I'm good. How are yeah, you? Very, very good, sir. Um, so uh, last week it was Kick Creole and the Coconuts, which was mm. so much fun. I really enjoyed talking about that uh, album. Uh, you've gone for a totally different style this week, but um, it's quite yeah. topical as um, this performer was recently in the country. He was indeed. And and with this particular artist and performer, his catalogue is so huge, it's actually quite difficult to kind of pinpoint yeah. what one do we do. Um, we have done one with his band before, actually. Yeah, and I've got was, the T-shirt on today. Oh, yeah, yeah T-shirt's definitely yeah. on point. And, uh, yeah, it's Sting. And the album yeah. we're going to look at is uh, Ten Summoners Tales. Great album, uh, which we'll get to shortly. It's interesting, last night I was on the show, and uh, one of our regular listeners, lovely lady by the name of Julie, um, called in to say that she'd attended the Sting gig in Abu Dhabi. So, uh, you know, I asked her, what was it like? I have to say, he was so good. Really? Um, yeah, his son was the supporting act, which was interesting. Oh, wow. That's, uh, a, that's he was amazing. Quite folksy. Yeah, he was quite folksy. He looked very much like him. Um, I mean, his guitar playing was really beautiful, but Sting was, this time around, exceptional. We were dancing the whole concert. Now, I'd seen him with police a couple of times, but he, he really was. We all danced. So that was Julie's take <laughs> on the gig. And, and interesting, yeah. I didn't know he, he had a son who was a musician, but uh, opening up the concert for him. Yeah, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree by the sound <laughs> of it. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> so by the sounds of things, Sting is still in great form um, when he's live. And uh, we, we went on to talk about the time when he, uh, I think it was the first time that he came to the UAE and he filled the tennis stadium two nights over. And that, and that was a big deal back in those days. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking um, kind of early 90s, maybe mid 90s, uh, and he came to the D- Dubai Tennis Stadium. Capacity around about 6,000. He filled it for two nights and just yeah. legendary gigs. He also had Chet Mammy with him as Desert, oh. Desert Rose had just been released, yeah, you know, yeah. which was a big tune in Dubai then. It was. And I think he's ever since, even with The Police, like with his, with his first album, um, straight after that, which was heavily, heavily jazz, he was still selling out stadiums and he's consistently done that. Yeah. Every, and I think that was back in 1985, I think he went so. Right. So for all this length of time, I think he's had something like 14 solo albums, 14 or 15, <laughs> but consistently up at that level. Yeah. So what do we know about Ten Summoners Tales? Yeah, well, the um, the title was kind of like a bit of a play on his surname because he's, he's, uh, he's not actually called Sting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Gordon Sumner, and it was kind of taken off of... Um, uh, the Canterbury Tales, which is uh, Geoffrey Chaucer, for, for for well for the Lit Fest people for for this weekend, yeah. Um, and there's a character there called the Summoner, so he kind of did a bit of a play a play on that. Um, it was it was shortlisted for 1993 Mercury Prize, uh, but it 
it was nominated for six Grammys as well, including Best Vocal Performance for If I Ever Lose Your Faith, um, Best Engineered Album, Best Non-Classical, Best pretty much everything. And I think this as well is just, it shows a kind of maturity away from what he's done before, but just the pure quality of his songwriting and, uh, and went on to sell 4.5 million copies. That's not bad, is it? Uh, not, not bad. Not bad day at the office. <laughs> um, that, you, you mentioned classical there, and I, I just must drop this in mm. before the first song. Um, when I was on our sister station, 92, um, um, my boss called me in the office, said, are you going to interview Sting? And I, oh, wow, great. You know, I was, I was over yeah. the moon, you know, getting up my, my police head on and everything. <laughs> but um, he only wants to talk about this album that he's released. And it was an album semi-classical, almost like yeah. Baroque, yeah, yeah, where yeah. he was playing the lute. That's right, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all I could talk about was this album, this uh, loot kind of album. I couldn't speak about the police Tell stuff, about anything. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of a frustrating interview for me was that one. But anyway, let's get back to this. Ten Summoners Tales. First song, what have you chosen? So, yeah, it's, it's the, the track that I've just mentioned, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You, which I, I think pretty much opens up. I think it opens up the, the album. Uh, and it's just a lovely, lovely song. And he said that the, the main thing he wanted to bring with this particular song was a bit of ambiguity because whilst he said, he's, like, if ever I lost my faith in you, that you could be anything. Yeah, yeah. It could be at work. It could be, he said, it could be my drummer. <laughs> okay. It could be anything. And he said, you know, around about that time, there was with, with, with kind of music TV, the, the, he felt there was no ambiguity left. And um, so that's why I did this. And yeah, just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful track. Yeah.
So there's our first track then from the album, Ten Summoners Tales. Absolutely faultless, isn't it? Um, mm. uh, drummer, guitarist, um, one of the world's best drummers, you Yeah, Vin- Vinnie Colaiuta, who's just renowned as, like, not only the drummer's drummer, just everybody's drummer. He's, he's played with everyone. But I think that's what underpins this album as well, because it's got a nice bounce to it, Yeah, you know? And this, yeah. this track in particular, it's got a lovely feel and a lovely groove, and he's very renowned for that. But, yeah, absolutely world-class and uh, his guitarist is a guy called Dominic Miller, who's just absolutely phenomenal. Can play. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and big, big shoes for him to fill, because obviously before yeah. that he had Andy Summers. Yeah. So when he first auditioned for it, that was a little bit a bit scary, but he's been with him um, pretty much, I think, pretty much from his, his second album. Um, and one of the tracks we'll come on to later was, like, he started the riff. Which, which people will know from the song, which we'll play in a bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely seminal, but yeah, incredible, incredible player. And a guy called David Sanchez, who's played with everybody on keyboard. So. And uh, that song nominated for both Record of the Year and Song of the Year in 1994. Yeah. A beautiful piece. Yeah, lovely stuff. Uh, as you say, it kind of bobs along very yeah, nicely, doesn't yeah. it? You know, it's, put, just, it's almost like it's chugging away like a, a yeah. train. Yeah, and I think that's that's Vinny. And again, with Sting being a bass player, the, the whole rhythm section, and I think that's what makes it even more impressive because he's not just going to have any old drummer with him, but no. the whole thing gives it that that kind of um, canvas of real nice kind of feel and groove through the whole album, which, mm. is, which is just gorgeous. And uh, that is one thing about Sting. Uh, you know, I mean, he's stuff with the police very rocky um, mm. and but a reggae groove in there as well yeah and you know I, mean, I mentioned the Baroque album <laughs> and and, yeah. and the, very jazzy he's done a lot of super jazzy music as well yeah and I think that's where um, the first album came from because he was using people like uh, Brenton Marsalis and those those yeah. kind of guys and it was a real um oh was it bring on the night I think he, he did that that documentary which was straight after after the police and that's kind of been his background but even on even on this is um uh what's the track uh love is short and blood i think it's it's got a country feel to it in the yeah, middle of yeah. it he's not afraid to explore no different no, not quite an interesting fact um an online fact with this yeah. with this album <laughs> i don't know where you've dug this one yeah. from but go on it's amazing what you find <laughs> um it was the very first legitimate online transaction um which was a guy called dan cohen and in uh, august 94 he had a website called net market and on august 11th he sold a copy of uh, of list CD to a friend of his in Philadelphia, and that was legitimately the first ever online sale. <laughs> <laughs> Loving that one, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, lucky guy who ever picked up that uh, album, uh, Ten Summoners Tales. It is um, now the second song that we're going to get to um, is very much um, involving his guitarist Dominic Miller. Yeah, and I think I mean as kind of as a guitarist, I'm slightly biased, but I think one of one of the most beautiful things about this song has been the staying power because when they released it as a single i don't think it even hit the top 50 but yeah. it's gone on to be like one of one of his most well-known songs that he's associated with as as a solo artist um the song's called shape of my heart and it starts with this wonderful wonderful piece of guitar by dominic miller and the story behind it was they was re- rehearsing for this album and he just came in with this riff and sting kind of went 
that's that's, that's it. outstanding. <laughs> let's 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 work on this. And Dominic Miller said, I was just working on some particular guitar mm. exercises, which are tricky if you ever try and play it. Yeah. Um, but then it just turned into this wonderful song, and I think part of its legacy as it's as where it's gone as well because it was um it was also featured on the end credits for the film leon oh great movie great movie yeah, wonderful. yeah natalie portman in yeah that, of course yeah and uh, and it was sampled by um the the sugar babes but very famously for rise and fall with craig david which uh, in the video actually has sting and him in the video yeah. as well so it's kind of gone on to become its own thing although as i say not one of these biggest biggest singles himself but i think it just shows the quality and it, and it really resonates with people but yeah absolutely beautiful beautiful bit of guitar as well let's have a listen and also listen out for the harmonica player And those he plays never suspect He doesn't play for the money he wins He doesn't play for respect He deals a cause to find the answer The sacred geometry of chance Law of a probable outcome The numbers lead a dance I know that the spades are the swords of a soldier I know that the clubs are weapons of war I know that diamonds need money for this art that's not the shape of my heart He may play the jack of diamonds He may lay the queen of space He may conceal a king in his hand While a memory of it fades Spades are the swords of a soldier. I know that the clubs are weapons of war. I know that diamonds need money for this art. But that's not the shape of my heart. That's not the shape.
faces The mask I wear is one Speak no nothing and find out to their cost like those who curse their luck in too many places or those who fear a loss know that the space are the swords of a soldier That the clubs are weapons of war I know that diamonds Money for this art But that's not the shape of my so there's our second track from uh, our uh, classic album uh, this week. It's called Ten Summoners Tales. The song there, Shape of My Heart. Beautiful harmonica playing from uh, Larry Adler, who's uh, a rather famous jazz harmonica player. Um, lovely solo, eh? Yeah, it's a, the whole thing is just pure class. But it's really simple as well. When you listen to it, the music isn't, but the it's it's kind of really stripped down with the kind of guitar giving it its main thing but that yeah. that kind of harmonica solo in the middle just gives it a real lift because you yeah. almost don't expect it but it just sits beautifully with everything else yeah um what kind of guitar uh, are we looking at Cl- oh, semi-classical yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's, dominic miller's a great like kind of classical finger style guitarist right so that's that's where that came from so, so. that's where sting heard him messing around with his riffs and <laughs> yeah, so, go. i want that i want that <laughs> uh let's take a look at some of the awards um that's um that this Gosh. has picked up yeah, quite a few. So I think in total, including the police, he sold over a hundred million albums. Right. So uh, <laughs> yeah, be able to supersize his burger, no problem, without worrying. Yeah. I don't think. Um, yeah. He's won seventeen Grammy awards. Um, he's won Song of the Year for Every Breath You Take, which is one of the songs that's had over a billion plays on Spotify. My which goodness. is huge. Um, three Brit Awards, including Best Male, uh, Outstanding Contribution, a Golden Globe, an Emmy, four nominations for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, uh, a BMI Award for Every Breath You Take, becoming the most played song in radio history, um, uh, an Ivan Novello Award for a Lifetime Achievement from the, from the British uh, Academy of Songwriters. And that's really important because that's kind of... Di- voted on by songwriters so it's it's a really really prestigious award in the uk um he got a star on the hollywood hawk of fame uh, inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame as a member of the police um he was made a kennedy center honorary <laughs> I, think, I think he's done the business yeah. hasn't he and a cbe from the queen so. yeah uh, what more could you ask for <laughs> um, i mean that radio one's interesting i didn't know that that's yeah. um, the, was the most played in history yeah the most, the most yeah song? yeah the most played song Oh, and it's on our playlist as well. I might have to dig that out very shortly. But we're going to come back uh, with uh, another piece of music. I'm just loving this album. Ten Summoners Tales. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Yeah, welcome back into the show. Ten Summoners Tales, released in 1993. And uh, what an album it is. But I'm sure there were plenty of other uh, pretty cool albums floating around um, in that year and cool singles as well. I'm just looking at one or two tunes uh, that were uh, out there. Meet Loaf, I'd Do Anything for Love, UB40s, Can't Help Falling in Love and All That She Wants from Ace of Bass. Yeah, yeah, there's quite a few. Uh, Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way, um, R.E.M. Automatic for the People. Um, interestingly enough, Jamiroquai's debut album came out in the same year. Yeah, 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 Emergency on Planet Earth. Um, Zoo Roper, U2, 
uh, music box from Mariah Carey was was huge as well. And uh, interesting is, um, I think it was probably Pearl Jam's third, possibly fourth album. Okay. So again, thinking of the context when that was, you kind of had sort of a bit of grunge early 90s. Yeah. Uh, you got some fun facts for 1993 as well. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned that supersizing his McDonald's <laughs> earlier on. Um, there's a bit of a story there. Yeah. So this is uh, this was the year the, the famous McDonald's supersize option uh, was actually invented because <laughs> it was a cross-promotion for, for the, the movie Jurassic Park. Okay. Which also came out. So originally it was called Dino Size. And then I think it was so popular that they kind of carried it on and renamed it Supersize. Right, right. A nice, <laughs> nice story there. I also see that Steely Dan reunited for the first time since yeah. 1981. Yeah. I didn't know they'd split. No, I think I think they did they did the albums in the eighties, and then I think Donald Fagan went on to do mm. um, his oh, Nightfly stuff. Nightfly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they'd sort of gone their own way, and then and then they they, they came back there again. Yeah, uh, X Files aired for the first time, showing that the truth is out there. <laughs> it it was indeed, and I'm just, just trying. And to also think. Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park uh, beats ET to become the highest growing film, uh, highest grossing film worldwide. At, uh, at the time this is all in 1993 quite yeah. a year yeah okay um ten tales then uh, we've had two beautiful songs but this third one uh, for me is uh, probably the best on on the album and, and there was a wonderful version by the late great eva cassidy yeah and i think a lot of people this it just strikes a it just strikes a note with with so many people and i think this is one of um, probably one of his most popular ballads, and that's the thing, as you said earlier on, he's got such a wide range within his catalogue of, of yeah. so many different ones, um, and it's just gorgeous. Um, it's, it's the song "Fields of Gold," so it's his second single, um, which reached number sixteen in the, in the UK charts. And he'd he bought it after he'd, he'd bought a house, ironically near a barley field. So, <laughs> so some some clues are there, and uh, and it was the sunsets and the new house, and he was. Um, with uh, not his wife at the time, but with Trudy Styler. So I think the whole thing just kind of gave it that feel. And I think this is one of those songs where you can almost see the sunshine when you hear it. Yeah, you can almost you, you can, can see that you can see the barley wave in barley and almost, wind, almost smell it. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, but yeah, that version of. Um, uh, by Ava Cassidy on Songbird, I think the album yeah, was. Correct, yeah, is superb. Yeah, absolutely seminal. But yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful song. Here it is.
Fields of Gold. And interesting, we were talking about Eva Cassidy. Um, today would have been her birthday today. She was actually born on uh, the 2nd of, of February, which um, is amazing, really, that we chose wow. this uh, album today. And she's the only artist to score three posthumous UK number one albums. Yeah. Songbird, Imagine and uh, American Tune. So, um, yeah, interesting fact there. Uh, thank you so much to our producer, <laughs> Gen C for coming up with those facts. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very special artist. And I think, uh, I, might, I might be wrong, but I think Songbird was was just a, just a straight recording from her just doing a gig in New York, just in a, in a normal jazz club. But it was just th- that voice she had kind of almost transcended it yeah. and transcended the, the, the whole thing, but super, super special. Isn't it? That songbird there, and uh, so glad that we um, discovered 
um, that little fact that uh, she was born on this very day, the lovely and incredibly talented Eva Cassidy. So lovely. Nice guitar playing on that as well, isn't it? Eh? Yeah, I think that's the other thing, actually. Her voice is just so incredible that underneath that is the beauty, her beautiful guitar style as well. It's just it's just stunning, and that kind of gets a little bit a little bit overlooked. Yeah, but I yeah. listen to that. I'm like, oh, that's it's just just beautifully tasteful. Yeah, beautifully tasteful, and uh, of course she recorded an absolute killer version of Fields of of Gold that we just heard there from Sting. So uh, all in all, final thoughts on this uh, album, Ten Summoners Tales. It's been it's been such a pleasure to revisit it. It's, it's it's like an old friend. I remember I bought it when it first came out, and I think one of the things that strikes me of it is is almost the simplicity. Not so much of the songwriting, but of of the actual production. And a lot of it was recorded kind of almost live. So even with just keyboards, drum, bass and guitar of the highest musical standard and Sting's incredible ability to write not just the music, but these wonderful memories and his storytelling. Um, I, I, I personally think it's it's just one of his most kind of accessible and, and best pieces of work. Absolute, yeah. absolute joy of an album Did to you wear to. it out pretty quick? What, what, I, was it CD or was it Alvina? It, it was a CD, it but yeah, CD. it's, it's, it's But it's skipping battered. a bit now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. Cal Jenkins, great to have you on the show with another classic album. 